All right. Now we should be live. I apologize about what happened on this last one, bro, because uh I assumed I assumed that uh I was live. So I I tried to switch over. Y'all don't y'all don't even understand that. Y'all don't even care about that. Y'all don't even know about that. But uh welcome to the Brother Ben X show, uh the Brother Ben X podcast. Today we're gonna be talking about the coronavirus. The history of pandemic effect on the market crash. Uh, what I was trying to tell you guys on my last show that wasn't working is that I follow this guy on uh, YouTube. He has a YouTube channel called Valuetainment, and he has given uh, research and data about the coronavirus. I know there's many theories out there. There's many people saying black people can't get it and all kind of stuff, right? Uh, there's a brother that I actually played basketball with, uh, Emmanuel Moutier, who has it. They say uh, Kevin Durant has tested positive for it. Uh, and this is my perspective. Um, I've seen the theories about only rich people getting it. And um, I've seen people who weren't, who wasn't rich, who wasn't celebrities, who had it and uh, even did news articles about it. And one thing that I thought about is, of course, they're going to report celebrities and athletes because, I mean, that's major news. Uh, they're going to get a lot of traction. The average person who gets it, they're not necessarily trying to rush and get an article out like that. So I don't want us to think that it doesn't affect us. I don't want us to take this thing lightly as if just because you're black, you aren't going to get it. Um, as well as um, knowing that everybody's immune system is not built up. You know, just because you got melanin and you black, that don't mean your immune system built up. You know, people are telling us that the immune system fights these things off, this thing called vitamin C, uh, elderberry, all those kind of things. But, but you were just eating the pork chop last week. You know what I mean? You, 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 you just ate a, a, a grilled, uh, uh, not a grilled cheese. You just had you a pig in a blanket this morning. You know, uh, hey, everybody not eating clean. So everybody immune system not built up. Last time you had a banana was three years ago. You understand? <laughs> You feel what I'm saying? So don't get into the world because we black. We can't get mad. Take this thing serious. Now, before I get into his video, do a little commentary. Even if the virus doesn't hit you, what I want you guys to understand is the city may be shut down. They may do a quarantine. They may do a curfew. They may to where maybe you can't come outside your home. If these things happen, you need to be prepared. Even if forget the virus right now. But if something happens to your city to where you can't go out, you can't get a job, you need to be thinking about your finances. You need to be thinking about, okay, if they shut down transportation, that means the big trucks, that the food trucks that comes in, the city not going to be able to deliver food. If it's coming from China, which we get major, go look at the back of your clothes and everything else come from China, made in China. So if they cut that off, export, import, where the goods coming from? Where this stuff coming from? If we're not being producers for ourselves. So think about that as well for your family. Hey man, we got water. Hey man, do we got unperishable foods? Hey man, do we know about canning? Hey man, am I able to go and do a one day, two day fast? You know, am I able to stop eating three, four, five times a day, six, eight meals a day? Talking about that's what the white man told me good for me, six small meals. You don't need that. We can survive off one meal. But don't if you do if you eating four, don't jump right down to one cold turkey. Go down to two, then work your way down to three. But if I can't fast, if I can't go one day without fasting, I might be in trouble if I ain't got a lot of food. See, because you may we may have to practice a little fasting. Hey, we not we not eating three, four, five times a day today. We got we got to preserve this, so we got to start to practice, prepare our bodies for this stuff. And it's not just about the virus. It's not just about the virus. It's about being prepared material-wise uh, as well, first aid kits, things of that nature, because we're supposed to have it anyway. So to me, it's a win-win situation. If I got water stocked up because I thought the virus was going to get come in my city, I needed the water anyway. If something does happen in my city, I'm still straight. I needed these beans, navy beans. I needed all these unperishable foods stocked up in my home, whether the virus was here or not. Anyway, so it's a win-win situation. If it does hit to where you can't come out, if it does hit to where you can't do certain things, you still got the food stocked up. 
then we also need to think about finances. This is why it's so important for us to have a need-based business so that you are needed and wanted no matter how the market is going. Because right now, a lot of people are off work. A lot of teachers are off. Uh, and some people are on paid leave, which is good. Uh, but learning how to make money online. I've been saying that for a while now. You know, learn how to make some money online. Get you some digital real estate. Because if anything happens, if a tornado comes and mess up, you know, a building, I still got Wi-Fi. As long as I got Wi-Fi, and if I don't personally got Wi-Fi, as long as McDonald's got Wi-Fi, as long as Starbucks got Wi-Fi, you're able to do some transactions, whether if you're into e-commerce, e-commerce stores, whether if you're into YouTube, and whether if you're into coaching, providing a service, providing an ebook, learn how to diversify your money. Just in case anything happens in the land. And I got that from the scripture. The scripture talks about that. Hey, divide your portions into six to seven, eight. Just in case anything happens in the land. Because if one stream of income goes down, what about the other ones? That'll be able to sustain you. But the moment we have one stream of income and that is our only way to make money. And that's the only way we know how to make money. Once that is stripped from us, we're going into a state of depression. I don't care how many people get online and talk about don't panic. Brother, I had one stream of income and it's gone. I'm finna panic. I'm depressed. And if you haven't prepared your mind for that, if you don't know how to pivot your business, if you don't know how to adapt to the times, right down to the amount of times, that's causing stress. Man, I still got bills. They told me I can't come into work, but I still got bills. Still got phone bills. Still got children. Still need food. See what I'm saying? So get this stuff together. All right, so here we go. Let's get into the, uh, let's get into the, the video. Uh, with Valuetainment, and he was talking about the history of the coronavirus. So we're going to go into a little data today. Let's check this out. Single day, not a stock. The market drops 9.1% single day on February 3rd, 2020, after the coronavirus pandemic spread and all over the place to the point where Apple, Microsoft. Now, just to give you guys context, this was he made this video in February. He did a part two to this video about the updates and data so that we can have data, not just conspiracy theories, not just, you know, memes, but he gave some data uh, that I want us to check out and, and be aware of as well. But I want to give you guys the context. This was February, so things may be worse. Things could be better. Samsung, Google, Tesla, all of them have plants. They have tens of thousands of employees in China working for them. They send everybody home. They shut them all down. The province of Hubei, 50 million people living, living there. They cannot leave the province. I'm at a Goldman Sachs meeting last week with the chief investment officer. She's on stage talking about coronavirus. Everybody's talking about this and how it affects them. So in today's episode, we're going to talk about the pandemics. All right. Somebody asked what scripture is that? It's Ecclesiastes. I don't know how to say it. I'm afraid. Sorry about that. You know what I'm trying to say? Uh, 11 and 2. It says, but divide your investments among many places, for you do not know what risk may lie ahead. Another, another, um, Another thing says, another translation says, divide your portion among seven or even eight, for you do not know what disaster may befall the land. That's right there in scripture. So what we're going through right now is a hard time. But if we did the principle of what they were saying, six to seven, eight streams of income, we still able to get by. In the past and how many death tolls we've had, the different conspiracy theories we're hearing about, then how the market responded six months later. 12 months later, both in the U.S. and worldwide, when a virus like this took place in the past and how all of this affects your finances. Share this out with your friends and family, y'all. Let's educate them. So before I get into it, if this is your first time visiting this channel, this is the number one channel on YouTube for entrepreneurs. If you haven't yet subscribed to the channel, please do so. There's hundreds of videos on business, hiring, firing, raising money, and many interesting interviews that you can watch in the channel. Having said that, let's get right into it. So coronavirus, what is it? What type of a virus is it? Coronavirus is a zoonotic type transmitted between animals and people. The origins is from a city called Wuhan, which is the capital of Hubei. About 50 million people live there. Uh, in this province in China. So now how does this uh, coronavirus spread? Well, it's through coughing and sneezing. It's through close personal contact, touching and shaking hands, or touching an object with the virus on it, then touching your nose, your mouth, and your eyes. And he- So with that being said, family, we have to be very careful and more conscious about what we're doing. Because naturally, like even me, I just did this. 
You know, I naturally do this. So now with this thing going on, not so you can just be overly just like super crazy, like, bro, I'm not even finna, I'm finna spray that down. But just be conscious of you know, your nose, your eyes, your mouth, your children. When they going out playing, making sure, hey, don't be touching that. Don't don't touch nothing. You know how they be in that store and everything like that. And then they be having their hands out, licking their hands. You know, you know, if they eating candy, you know. So just be more conscious about where you're touching, where you're going, the people around you. Uh, if you're doing handshake, you may need to hit them with the black power from now on. Black power, brother. I know what you mean, brother. You know what I mean? So just be more careful because this thing, uh, we just want to be safe on the safe side. Here's the countries that are affected by this. And I keep this in mind when I say countries affected by this, doesn't mean they've had a person that died. Because so far, we've had 1,500 death tolls from this coronavirus, but these countries have had cases of coronavirus, such as U.S., China, Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia, South Korea, Japan, Taiwan, Vietnam, Singapore, Australia, Belgium, Cambodia, Canada, Egypt, Finland, France, Germany, India, Italy, Malaysia, Nepal, Philippines, Russia, Spain, Sri Lanka, Sweden, Thailand, UAE, and last but not least, UK. Now, keep this part in mind. I'm not going to get into what kind of a virus this is because that's very technical. It'd be an hour video, and quite frankly, I'm not a doctor to do that. I'm specifically talking about effects of it worldwide and the economy. So now there's two words you hear about. Peace, family. Thank you for checking out the Brother Ben X podcast. Many people are wondering, what can I do now since digital real estate closed on October the 1st? I still want to learn how to make money on social media. I still want to learn how to market and I still want to learn how to build my brand. Well, there's one more way that you can do it. It's a couple ways, but I want to tell you all about the ABS tribe. The ABS tribe is weekly coaching every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday for only $50 a month. If you are looking for accountability, if you're looking for a group of people that's willing to inspire you, help you out, support you, encourage you, you want to get inside of our ABS tribe because every Tuesday and Thursday, me and brother Jake or one of our more top million dollar friends or six figure friends are on teaching you every single week. If you want to join the ABS tribe, go to www.whatisabstribe.com, www.whatisabstribe.com. Epidemic, pandemic. The real difference between epidemic and pandemic is epidemic is more local. Pandemic is global, Mm. worldwide. So if something spreads within a nation, maybe that's an epidemic. But if it starts going from U.S., China, South Korea, Japan, now we're talking about a pandemic. Pandemic is a form of an epidemic is what it is, right? So now pandemics. What are the largest pandemics we've ever had that have affected the most people and cost the most lives? I'll go from top to bottom. So at the top is the Black Death, which was between 1346, 1353. Somewhere between 75 to 200 million people died. Now keep this in mind. Obviously, this is purely numbers that have been passed down. Nothing is 100%. But this is the data that you see when you uh, do some research. Second one is flu uh, pandemic that was in 1918. Around 20 to 50 million people died. HIV virus from 2005 to 2012, 36 million people died. Plague of Justinian, which is a Roman Empire, 541 to 542, uh, 25 million people died. Fifth was Antonine Plague, which was at 165 AD, 5 million people died there. Then you have the Asian flu, 1956 to 1958, 2 million people died. Then you have flu, uh, 1968, a million. Third, cholera, which is 1852 to 1860, another million. Then you have the Asiatic in Russia, flu from 1889 to 1890, which is another million. And last but not least is the sixth cholera between 1910 and 1911, over 800,000 people died. And keep this part in mind. Every one of these you're looking at is over 800,000 lives, and it's third world countries, and it's pre, pre pre 1968. I know HIV is recent, but pre-1968. So it wasn't as advanced as it, as it is today. And coronavirus so far is only 1,500 documented death toll, which is still a big number you got to pay attention to. The biggest concern here is to make sure momentum doesn't take off and all of a sudden it goes to 100,000, 200,000, a million, because that really impacts a lot of people's lives. Econ- let me let me give a little commentary on that, because I've seen people say, uh, I, I've seen people say, well, brother, the flu do this, and, and this disease has done this. Brother, I don't care if the coronavirus hit 10 people. If one of them was ours, then that means it can happen to somebody else. So we need to take precautions and stop this thing from happening to your cousin, your auntie, your granny. So just because there's other diseases, I mean, that's fine. That's like somebody saying, man, I got HIV. Man, but that's all right because AIDS, AIDS is a lot worse. Brother, I don't want AIDS or HIV. I don't want neither of them and I don't want my family or my people to have either of them. So either of them. So I think that's why it's so important 
to put this information out there uh, and be proactive before these things get worse. Because once it hits home, your cousin got it. Now you're reaching out for help. Now you want to know what to do. What should we do? What should we do? But the blessing is in the warning family. Can I, can I, can I really drive that home for you? The blessing is in the warning. Like somebody in the comment section said, what should we be doing? We should be doing what was said before this happened. Store your food with water. Have unperishable food, uh, unperishable foods. Three, have uh, supplies and food and, and stuff for up to three months. That's what we should be doing. We should, we should be uniting right now. But we should have united before this happened. It's not a time for us to be beefing back and forth, talking about I'm going to whoop this nigga, I'm going to do this right here, I'm going to do this. This is the time for us to be coming together on common grounds so in case anything happens, we can reach out to any of our people, no matter what the religion or organization is. People ask, what should we be doing? What's going to be the response? Brother, that same brother that you was riding past every day when he was on that corner giving you the final call, when he was on the corner giving you that paper, when he was on the final call and every single final call got that how to eat to live, how to eat to live, telling you what to do, how to eat, how to build this, how to build this up. Now it's too late. Now you're saying where the heroes at? The heroes was that organization that's in your neighborhood that's been trying to be proactive with your son. Don't wait until your son gets shot and say, where the organizations? No, put him in that organization before he gets shot. Don't wait till Michael Brown gets shot down in the street. Now we talking about let's do something for the youth. Don't wait until Trayvon Martin gets killed to where we talk about we need to do something for the youth. Let's do something for the youth before that happens so that it can be prevented. Because let me tell you, reactive is not protecting. Reactive is not protecting. What do you mean by that, Brother Ben? This is what I mean. When I get out of my car, I lock the door. Protection. I don't wait until somebody opens up my door and, and, and try to take something out the car to where I'm finna go protect my car. No, he already opened it. When you leave your home, you, you lock your door. Protection. Proactive. The word protect means to keep away from harm. See, being reactive as a people, the brother done already been harmed. The sister done already been harmed. Now you just responding. You're not protecting. So in protection, you got to move with wisdom. With protection, we got to have good thinking, critical thinking. Hey, how do I move to avoid these type of situations? Not waiting until it happens. Now I want to respond, protect, proactive. Let's do this thing beforehand. So that's why it's so important for us to be talking about what to do, how to prepare. You may say, oh, but it's not that bad. Yeah, we need to prepare just in case it gets there. Because don't wait until something happens. Now you're talking about I need help. No, the help was when when somebody was trying to warn you before you even got down into that type of condition. Make sense? Economy. It can really affect a lot of different things. So let's compare SARS to coronavirus. SARS was originated in Beijing, coronavirus in Wuhan. SARS pandemic was in 0203. Coronavirus was in 2020. China's percentage of world GDP in 03 was only 8.7%. But China today is 19.3% of world's GDP. They used to be the sixth largest economy when SARS took place. Today, they're the second largest economy. Why is this important? It's a very big difference when you're 8.7% of world GDP to 193 Now you're the second largest economy in the world. So if something happens to China, everybody's affected by it because the only economy above China is who? U.S. So this is why a lot of industries are taking hits, whether it's travel, manufacturing, shipping, tech, mobile. You, you're seeing cruise ships where people stuck on a ship and they can't go anywhere yep. because they're worried about the virus coming to them. You're hearing casino business, Macau. Macau's a tourist place. People go to Macau regularly, shut down. So it's affecting many different industries all over the place. Now, we're hearing a lot of different conspiracy theories. So the first conspiracy theory you're hearing about is from Tito Soto, who is the Senate president from Philippines. And he gets up and he shows this video, this 10-minute video, in front of about 150 decision makers there and says, this is all the works of China. China's using the coronavirus as a way to weaponize against its people, right? And there was a big dispute. We'll put the link below for you to watch it if you haven't seen it yet. Some are saying Chinese government's using this virus to attack innocent people. You're seeing a lot of folks that are coming to government 
is coming in, pulling people, throwing them into trucks, like quarantine, you know, to, to get them, protect them from others, saying this could be an outbreak. People are screaming. These videos are going viral. Citizens of China are posting this. They're taking them down. People are getting arrested for no reason. So that's part of it where some are saying that's one of the things that's taking place. Some are saying U.S. military and CIA is directly involved. You know, another one is China stole this virus from Canada to weaponize it against its own people. Uh, Russian TV host says it's Trump's fault. A Russian scientist says the U.S. pharmaceutical companies behind this. And another expert says they're using this as a way to target certain ethnicities. By the way, there are hundreds of uh, conspiracies we can go through that there's. Now, as as he reads those, keep in mind those are theories. But also keep in mind that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said you can't fathom the depths of Satan. Keep in mind there is a such thing as that Native Americans or Indians, Indians, whatever words you use, was given smallpox through the blankets. Keep in mind. Now, I'm not ma- I'm not making no theory. I'm not telling you this what it is. That's, that's not my thing. But I'm just telling you to be mindful and don't be uh, naive either. There is a certain thing called with the black people back in the day. Uh, what was it? Syphil- syphilis is that th- what they was given? Somebody correct me if I'm wrong. They was given the black people syphilis. Is that what it is? It may be another word that I'm thinking. It may be another disease that I'm thinking about. Um, but is that right? Is it syphilis? What, what was it? Let me Google it real quick. Is that what it was? Syphilis? <clears throat> yeah, Tuskegee. That's right. Tuskegee syphilis experiment. So don't forget about that. I knew I was on point with that. Yeah. Tuskegee. Don't forget about Tuskegee. So so I'm I'm not saying that's what this is. I am saying be mindful. The minister, the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan talked about Ebola. Go YouTube what he said about that. So with all the conspiracy theories that he said. Uh, like for one, I know one is completely false with the uh, everybody been showing that book. They saying it's a book that says that it was a virus that's going to come from Wahoon or whatever. Then you got another one that mentions Corona. When you look it up and actually do your research, that's actually two books. They made it look like it was coming out of one book, like they knew what was going to happen specifically. But it's actually just two books that's put together. And it makes you think that, oh, see, they predicted this right here, that this is going to happen. This is the same type of virus. So. That's two different books. So if you don't already shared that, please go Google that and look up the information that's actually coming from two books. They combined it into a meme to make everybody think, you know, that all oh, they already this already written and all that. So I just want to tell you guys about that because I did see that everybody been seeing me that like for like two weeks. But it's actually false. There's not really a virus going on. This is just a way to impose and control people. There's many of them, okay? Many, many of them worthy of reading just to kind of put it in a place in the back of your head, but not into going deep into it to believe 100% of everything people are talking about because it'll drive you nuts. But the reason why I'm doing this is because I'm hearing people talk to me about it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what about this? Don't shake hands. Cover your mouth when you're on a plane. I'm always traveling. You know, Mario was just in, uh, where were you at? You were at Qatar. He's coming back from Qatar. He was at Maldives. And Pat, everybody had masks on. It was so interesting seeing all these people. They're worried about it. This is just taking place right now. The part I want to talk about is how does this affect the marketplace when it's taking place? Because immediately when this happens, a lot of people panic. Let's see what history tells us about what happened to the stock market, both with S&P 500, as well as the Morgan Stanley Capital International World Index, which is 160,000 indexes worldwide, to measure how the world is doing, world economy is doing. So if you look at this, I'm not going to give you all the numbers. You can go look at the link below to study this for yourself. You're mainly looking for red, meaning the market dropped. Green says the market went up. I'll give you the list of pandemics, which month it was, then six-month change in S&P 500. 12- so as y'all can see, this is some research, research right here. We're giving you actual facts, numbers. Yeah, I'm talking about that book right there, uh, Gary. Let me ask y'all this. How many of y'all lost money in your 401k during this period? Like you losing money currently. And if you guys want to get uh, take a course or call, get a call from our financial team to see how we can help you, just text ABS class to 555-888. ABS class, all one word, is at the very bottom ticking right there going across. ABS class to 555-888. But how many of you all right now are losing money currently, not only in the stock market, but in your 401k? I've had people say, man, I lost 20000 5000 50000 
So are you a part of that? How many of y'all that's watching right now has lost money in the stock market? 12 month change, also an S&P 500. Then I'll give you six months for the MSCI, how it responded worldwide, okay? So HIV, it's red across the board. Six months later, 0.3. 12 months later, it was negative 16.5. And worldwide, it's affected uh, by it as well. Then the rest of it, pneumonic plague. It was affected by the MSCI, but not S&P. SARS, all positive. Avian flu, all positive. Dong fever, all positive. Swine flu, all positive. Cholera, all positive. MERS, all positive. Ebola, all positive. Measles is pretty much even. It didn't really go up or down. It affected a little bit on 12 months, but the MSCI went up. Zika, all positive. Worldwide, it wasn't positive. Again, measles in 2019, all positive. You don't have 12 months because it was just in June of 2019. So when you're looking at it, at the beginning, if people don't follow finances and economy, they think, oh my gosh, it's the end of the world. China, 9.1% market drop. What could take place? This is really going to affect me. And this is why you cannot be naive yourself. You have to consume the content that you're seeing from everybody, all the experts that they're telling you. Then go do a little bit of research like this for yourself. And they say, maybe it's not as bad as they're talking about. Why, why are they putting so much fear into me about this? Because think about it this way. Last year, just the basic seasonal flu. Seasonal flu that we get every year. 500,000 people died last year just from seasonal flu worldwide. In the U.S. alone, the number's around 14,000 to, I think, 36,000 last year. By the way, this is the part about China that this is why most people don't trust the Chinese government. Do you know the Chinese government said out of their 1.5 billion people that lived there in 2016, only 56 people died from the seasonal flu. And in 2017, only 41 people died from the seasonal flu. And in 2019, 144 died from seasonal flu. And they talk about their unemployment is only 3.2% in the last 20 years because the government controls the data that they give to the public. you got to be naive to believe whatever the Chinese government puts out data-wise because they're trying to protect themselves to show to the world that they're doing really, really good. Of course they had more people that died from flu than 56 in 2016 because worldwide it's 500,000. So again... 500,000 is here, 1,500 is here. Is it really that crazy to, you know, put all this content online, spend hundreds of hours on TV, putting that fear into you and I? I'm not telling you it's not worthy of the content because we have to be aware. Listen, military slogan is very simple. Stay alert, stay alive. If you're too paranoid, you can't enjoy anything about your life because you're, you become an OCD about every single thing. Now you can't really get the best out of your life and enjoy it, right? So you look at that part. Then the last thing I want you to be thinking about is the following. Look, this ain't going to be the first time or the last time that they're going to use fear to control the populace. Keep this part in mind. How many people you think are going to watch this video? How many? A half a million, maybe a million views, maybe two million, three million. Maybe like the U.S.-China trade war video. This case, three million views. There's seven million people living in the world. You know for how many centuries the government and people of power and mainstream media has used fear to control the people? Do you know for how long powerful people have used fear tactics to control the people? For centuries, and it ain't never stopping. The difference is today, they have more tools to do it, and they're in your face more. Notification, 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 notification. Fear, 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 fear. Look, immobilize. But during the same entire time, there's a group of people that sit when they see this taking place, they sit there and say, don't overreact. Military says, stay alert, stay alive. Listen, wash your hands. I will tell you that. Take care of your body. Be careful how many times you're touching your face. Keep washing your hands. If there's one thing that we can get from this, there's nothing wrong with washing your hands 20, 30 times a day if you can to protect yourself. Have wipes with you. Have whatever you can around you to take care of yourself. Yes, you got to be taken care of. Yes, you got to stay alert. But you can't overreact. Mm. If you overreact, you will take a hit. You'll have missed opportunities. I, I did a video uh, a, a year ago talking about how to capitalize up market crash. You know what's the first point I talk about? Monetize fear. Not impose fear. Monetize fear. The government's going to impose fear. The media's going to impose fear. That doesn't mean you need to be controlled by fear. You need to stay in control. Don't overreact. Do your research. Watch this video. I mean, obviously, we covered coronavirus, the pandemics in the past. SARS versus coronavirus, the different conspiracy theories, history-wise what it's done, market 9%, seasonal flu, half a million. You go do your own research. You don't, don't take everything anybody says and go, you go do your research. I'm doing these things. So you say, I don't know about that. Let me go do my own research. Great. As you become smarter and smarter and smarter, then you make better moves in times like this. So you end up winning 
both financially by educating the people around you, your loved ones, your family, and you're not controlled by the media and the government when they impose fear on you. So having said that, if you enjoyed today's video, I got two other videos. So that's that's that. You got your data. I want you guys to listen to something real quick, though. I want you guys to listen to something. This is a news outlet because when he talked about installing fear, that is a that's a real thing because that happens a lot, uh, especially if they have a certain agenda or they want to do some predictive programming, whatever they want to do. If they have control of the media, they can put out the image and message that they want. You don't believe me? Check this out. Does it matter who owns your local TV station? While polls show Americans are increasingly worried about so-called fake news, they also show that many trust their local news more than other sources. The largest owner of local stations in the... Okay, that's not what I was even looking for. My bad. <clears throat> Is this what I'm looking for? Yeah, that's, hold on. This what I'm looking for. Here you go right here. Listen to this. Come on, man, play. All right, give me a quick second. My bad. <clears throat> Here we go. Policy Genius lets you... Sh Gotta let the little ad thing go through. I'm pretty sure y'all seen this already. So that's not the whole video, but that is just, uh, that's a video that shows the sharing of biased and false news has become all too common on social media. democracy this is extremely dangerous to our democracy this is extremely dangerous to our democracy this is extremely dangerous to our democracy yeah <laughs> nothing says we value independent media like dozens of reporters forced to repeat the same message over and over again i heard that so imagine somebody having the control to send out a message in a script to make every news outlet say what they want them to say. Something, ain't it? The media is something else. Y'all don't believe, y'all still don't believe me, huh? Let me pull up something else with Cat Williams. Y'all ever wonder why they always mess with Cat Williams? Because Cat Williams knows something. See, when he was, when he was promoting, when he was promoting, with I mean, when he was doing his shows, um, he was talking about the truth in a lot of his show. He was talking about what he's seen. Man, I, I know they ain't took it down. Okay, here you go. I found it. Dang, Vlad TV may, Vlad may get me with this. He may give me a little thing. Because it was on Vlad's channel. All right, check it out. Hopefully they don't get me, y'all. <laughs> Hopefully they don't get me. But I just want y'all to know this, man, so y'all won't be so scared. Because everything, you know, some things are for fear. All right, check this out. This is Cat Williams. Hopefully they don't give me no strike, man. Cat, you are definitely one of the most controversial 
comedians in the game. Thank you. What is like the craziest? Is he thing? more controversial than Richard Brown? For nope. this time, he is. Okay. For this era. Okay. Okay, we got a comment from Gary. Gary says, uh, so we know there is more to the story. Okay, what will each of you do? Keep your eyes on the prize, health. Well, let me let me say this, brother Gary. I get your point. Uh you sound a little uh a little tired. You sound a little um like you sick of it. You you tired of hearing it. But let me say this, brother, a lot of people don't know. And that's the problem that I've ran into as well, even with teaching. I believe that I've been studying something for so long that everybody else should know that this is basic. But what I found, brother, is uh, it's not always that easy, and that's not always the truth. I made a post the other day that said, uh, how many of y'all are looking to start a business or run a business? What's the most difficult part? In my mind, because of where I'm at, I'm thinking, oh, well, it's the, the marketing dollars. It's scaling. Oh, it's my KPIs. Oh, it's my con-. Do you know what they said, brother? Getting started. Brother, I don't know where to get an idea from. So to me, oh, we, we should know this already, brother. We need to get on. But to them, somebody else who's not me, don't have my experience, don't have my time. I can't say, well, brother, y'all need to just reach you know that already. No. So, brother, everybody don't know. And learning about what's going on actually helps a lot of people. Learning about what the government is doing, learning about the school system, learning about different things that set up, that helps as well. Because it gives you a little bit more motivation and, and, and discipline to uh, really buckle down and do it. You know, sometimes, man, just saying eat right ain't enough. But when you let them know, hey, man, do you understand that that wasn't real meat? You understand why you still, you know, you understand that you keep eating this type of food, the toxins that they got in it. You know about the minerals and, you know, you get to talking about what's happening for some people, not all. Some people can't just hear you need to eat right and that's what we, and they just cold turkey stop. But some people need to know evidence. Some people need to know history. Some people need to know data. We all wired differently. So I, I, I can't say that everybody knows because I'm still learning every single day. And many hundreds of people look to me for guidance, wisdom from the minister, whatever. But I'm still every day learning something new. So I cannot tell them you should know the problem because I, I just don't think everybody know the problem. But let's let's continue to what I was trying to tell you all about the media, though. Okay, talk to me. Um, which she would know. Is the most outrageous thing you've heard about yourself, true or false, in media, whatever, that was just like, wow. Honestly? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so technically this story doesn't have anything to do with me. Listen to this, y'all. Because I've never been the funniest person on the planet at any point. So now, it doesn't matter if people have a different opinion, and it doesn't matter if my fans think differently. They're biased. They should think differently. But now, Dave Chappelle has always been funnier than me, and Chris Rock has always been funnier than me. I've always been aware of who was funnier than me. I've just also been aware of who wasn't. So now I know the real Bernie Mac stories, and I know that the people that made money off Bernie Mac didn't like him. Mm. They hated his guts. Mm. And that was our king. That was our real king for all of those of us who was out there doing it for $20 for 45 minutes on some almost a hoe. Well, I know what you're saying. I know Bernie Mac. I'm from yeah, Chicago. I'm saying, oh, that yeah, was we know real, That was yeah. our real comedy king. Not, you gave him his first job. Not how it went down. Not how it ended up. Because sometimes the victors rewrite history. But by the same token, God is there for us. And sometimes his best gift to us is getting us out. So right when Bernie had proven his point, and right when Bernie showed everybody who he actually was, and curtain scene. Just like Rick James. Rick James was in obscurity. And then God said, you know what? You can run them bases one more time. And he ran them bases <laughs> one more time. And that's what it was. I'm saying, Heavy D was, I was with him. Every- I like Cat Williams. I don't know about y'all, but I like this brother, man. I, 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 he got good. He got a good heart, man. And he really, I think he cares about people's reputation and stuff, man. I, I can just tell, man. I would just, I would love to sit down with him and hear him. And just, just let him just go about all the stuff he done been through. Every day. God. Before he went, Yvette Wilson was living in my house when I'm saying I'm not I'm I'm saying talk to us, talk to us. It's a different Hollywood than the Hollywood. And the reason you don't know these stories is there's no one to tell you these stories Mm. because you can't make me tell them. That's right. (laughs) Yeah, but I'm saying it's always like 
Porter said controversial cat. Yeah, you know what I mean. Where cat being? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, is he better than Jamie? Is he, no. be- is he better than Kevin Hart? No. Uh, is he is he better oh, yeah. than Dave Chappelle? You know? cold. Well, I like that that you say that. But, but your we take it another way. We your fans. We think you cold. Prove my points. Well, that's why I said your fans have a difference of opinion. But Dave Chappelle was decapitated in front of us. And until we deal with that, until we deal with um, the fact that a devout Muslim who doesn't eat bacon was accused of being a crackhead. Listen. Until we, until we establish the fact that they said that he went to Africa to smoke cocaine when we know they don't have running water and food over there. When they don't have paved roads over there. You saying he flew past Chicago and Miami and L.A. and New York and Detroit. You saying he went past Cleveland and Fort Pierce, Florida. And he went past Okeechobee and Oakland. You All saying he went to another there. country yeah, where they got smoke. eaten. Right. You talking about somebody who has a wife and children, five children, and lives on a farm, doesn't live here in Hollywood. You saying you convinced people that person was an insane crackhead Mm. and he hasn't been on movies and TV for eight years? Is that correct? Okay, then don't tell me about what you want to tell me about. I just watched you decapitate the king in front of me Mm. and then act like he's supposed to catch up and be a regular comedian like everybody else. But no. He didn't go for that. That's not how I went. He was out there with us for 20 years. They called him Pilot Boy because he had 19 pilots in Hollywood and everybody passed on him and said his show wasn't worth it. What do you mm. think of Then when he made $500 million, they said even though his contract said he should get half of it, they said he made too much for the contract to be valid, so we'll offer you 10% of what you made. You mean he made $500 million and they offered him 50 Yes. And he said, what do you think my fans are going to say when they find out you offered me 10% of what I made you? And they said, your fans will believe that you're a crazy crackhead by the time you get home. Wow. And my nigga got on a flight in L.A., and by the time he got to Ohio... It was so. And eight years later, he hasn't been in a movie and or television. Is just now trying to do his real comeback at Radio City Music Hall. Now listen to that. Man, look at this, man. They got so much control that they told him, oh, they're going to believe you're a crackhead and such and such and so and so before you get back. They got control of the media. Listen to this. You 10% of what you made. You mean he made 500 million and they offered him 50? Yes. And he said, what do you think my fans are going to say when they find out you offered me 10% of what I made you? And they said, your fans will believe that you're a crazy crackhead by the time you get home. And my nigga got on the flight in L.A. And by the time he got to Ohio... It was wow. so. And eight years later, he hasn't been in a movie and or television. Is just now trying to do his real comeback at Radio City Music Hall. It bees like that sometimes. So now you can be the fake king or you can be the real king. But heavy is the head. <laughs> My man, Cat Williams, boy. He's so smooth with it, though. But yeah, man, I just wanted to show y'all that, man. This stuff is real, man. The media, they make up stories, man. They put stuff out there having you... Uh, just being manipulated. Can I show you guys one more thing? Do y'all mind if I show y'all one more thing? So many people ask me, Brother Ben asks, man, how do I know that you're going live? How do I know when you're producing a podcast? And I saw you also just made $130,000 in two days. Well, there's a way that you guys can get informed from us via text message. All you have to do is text 50K to 210-504-4094, and we'll give you more information with free game. And we'll let you guys know how we made $130,000 in two days. Text the word 50K to 210-504-4094. We'll give you updates, notifications, and let you guys know how we made $130,000 in two days. Peace. Because I don't want this to be long. I want you guys to comment in the comment section. uh, What year did 9-11 happen? Where... The uh, the airplanes went into the World Trade Center and they they said there was some Muslims. What year did that happen, family? I want y'all to comment right now in the comment section because I'm going to show y'all something. I'm about to show y'all what predictive programming is.
All right. Let me look up. Let me, let me, let me boom. Let me see if I can find a good definition somewhere. They ain't got no definition nowhere. All right. Let me go here. All right. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm going to, I, I want to, I got to show y'all the definition. I want to take y'all step by step here. All right. Y'all find 2001, right? Now watch this. Pay attention. Pay attention to something. First, I'm going to take y'all here. Can y'all see the screen where it says predictive programming? Everybody can see that? 2001, correct? Boom. Let's look at what predictive programming is. Predictive programming is a theory that the government or other higher ups are using fictional movies or books as a mask uh, mind control tool to make the population more accepting of planned future events. Basically, what that means is, family, I want to put it in. You know how they say the Simpsons do it all the time. They put stuff in cartoons. They put stuff in movies to normalize it. Right. So when it when you see it happen, it doesn't make you say. What the world, What in the world was that? What is that about? I don't believe that. But if you've been sitting in a movie over and over again and TV shows over and over again, when it happens, it's normal to you. So you don't question it. Does that make sense? So it happened in 2001. 2001. Now, let me show you one more thing before I get to what I'm about to about to show you. Matter of fact, I want I want y'all to see me Googling it. I want you to see me Googling it so you guys can go do your own research as well. Check this out. Operation Northwoods. If we pull up Operation Northwoods, I want y'all to read what Operation Northwoods is. Let me pull it up right there. <clears throat> this is important for you guys to know now. All right, let me go down here. This is what Operation Northwoods is. Let me make the picture big. Boom. Y'all see that? Wait, y'all can't see it. Y'all can't see it. All right, hold on. I got to switch my screen. This is my screen. Here we go. Here we go right here. Boom. Y'all see my screen, right? Here it goes. I want y'all to read this along with me. Operation Northwoods is a documented false flag attack plan originating within the U.S. government in 1962. Now, they say this is declassified now. They say. False flag attacks are a military and war tactic used since Roman times. Now, listen to this part very carefully. It called for the CIA and or other operative uh, tips to commit genuine acts of terrorism in U.S. cities. Listen to me closely in U.S. cities on both military and innocent civilian targets. Now, this is the most important part of this whole thing right here. These acts of terrorism were to be blamed, blamed on Cuba to do what? In order to create public support for a war against that nation. Listen to this part. Operation Northwoods included proposals for hijacking and shooting down commercial airplanes, attacks on our uh, own military and U.S. Navy ships and bombing Civilians in American cities, followed by the introduction of phony evidence and other tactics that would implicate the Cuban government. Now, keep all that in mind, because we're not going to talk about Cuban. What I want you guys to study Cuba, that particular situation, I want you guys to understand the mindset. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan came out and did several lectures about 9-11 being fake, it being an inside job and not being what they presented it to be. He broke that down. He gave you evidence. Building 7 fell on its own. There wasn't even an airplane that went into it. People said during that time, there's a video or a documentary that was made. The first one that wasn't uh, edited, they said the people heard uh, demolition. They heard explosion, not necessarily an airplane going into it, but an explosion. Then you had certain people who were scientists and knew about that said, hmm, airplane couldn't have did this type of damage. But what are you getting there, Brother BNX, with this predictive programming and then showing us Operation Northwoods? Now, in this clip I'm about to show you, they're not going to say Operation Northwoods. They're going to say Operation Honeymoon. But listen closely and tie this thing together. All right. Now, I'm about to go to YouTube. Uh... Now, they, they, they probably going to uh, have to 
this video might come down because I'm showing a movie. So just make sure y'all looking. I think this happened in 1993. All right. 1996. All right. Here we go. Here goes the the thing. Now, what year did y'all say 9-11 happened? Where the airplane went into the World Trade Center and they blamed it on the Muslims? What year did that happen, family? Comment again. What year did that happen? Somebody said, why are you assuming we don't know this? What happened in Oklahoma at a thriving city? We know whom. Uh, I don't know who's assuming y'all don't know this. Uh, I'm just uh, showing y'all. Because it's somebody who don't know. So if you know, all praise is due to Allah. Kudos to you, brother. But there's somebody in here that don't know what I'm about to show. All right? Just like a couple years ago when I found out about it, I didn't know. So, listen to this. 2001. Now, this movie was from 1996. This movie was from 1996. Now, listen to what they said. I'm going to miss you, Major. You aren't ready to stay dead. You don't know the rules of the game anymore. Tell me about it. Eight years ago, this guy was on the hit list. Budget cuts, dear. Congress blinded us overseas. I was forced to turn to any eyes and ears I could find, even if that meant recruiting the quote-unquote bad guys here. Budget cuts? Is that what this is about? Operation Honeymoon. See how she just said Operation Honeymoon? Now let's listen. You're running a fundraiser. Fundraiser? 1993. World Trade Center bombing, remember? During the trial, one of the bombers claimed the CIA had advanced knowledge. (laughs) The diplomat who issued the terrorist visa was CIA. It's not unthinkable they paved the way for the bombing, purely to justify a budget increase. You're telling me that you're going to fake some terrorist thing just to scare some money out of Congress? Well, unfortunately, Mr. Hennessy, I have no idea how to fake killing 4,000 people. So we're just going to have to do it for real. Oh, blame it on the Muslims, naturally. Mm. Then I get my funding. He said, I blame, we'll blame it on the Muslims, naturally. Then I'll get my funding. Good night, old girl. Timothy Albion, chopper one. Is that weird to y'all? Is that weird to y'all? It was weird to me when I first seen it. So in in the social media, they put it out. Oh, it, this is bad. Islam this, Islam this, Islam this. But in the Quran, it says that uh, Allah hates the aggressor. Allah Akbar simply means uh, God is the greatest. It doesn't mean I'm finna blow you up. But there's many people right now that believe when somebody say Allah Akbar, oh, it's finna go down. That just simply means God is the greatest. But when you can have somebody out there acting foolish and talking about in the name of Allah, see, or telling you that they Muslim, change the people's mindset. I remember growing up, man, we all thought, oh, man, the people from the East is trying to get us. They're trying to get us. But then when I learned from the from the minister, mm, they're following, they're trying to get oil. They're killing innocent children, people trying to get oil. Uh, this is for profit. So the minister says that uh, the army. That they create wars. They start wars. Send your babies to die for BS. Now, I didn't say it. I let the minister say it. I guess I'll end off with that. That was a very emotional video. I think that's the video where the minister started crying. The minister, I'm going to type in Lewis. All right. This is when the minister, like, he was, like, passionate. He, he cried in his video. I want y'all to listen to this. Did you know that from 19... All right, listen. Do you know why I'm teaching this subject on Jesus saying? Hold on. There's nothing about for me. Not a savior. All right, here we go. So this is the video that I'm talking about. I want y'all to hear this. If you if you follow the ministry, you probably already done seen this, but 
I think this video right here going to drive it home because the minister was talking about the international bankers and how these wars are started and why they are started. So check it out. I'm sure going to need one after I say what I say today. Let me just finish. Don't be frightened for me. You better be frightened for yourself. Because some stuff is going down in America right now as we speak. That all our lives are in danger right now. And I've got to sound the alarm, brothers and sisters. I don't care nothing about my life. It's your life that I want to save. Listen to this part, y'all. Now that the bank that prints money is in the hands of private interests, the idea is to push up and inspire the government to borrow. How do you do it? Get America into war. Mm. The war in Europe started in 1914. And by 1917, under a lie about the Lusitania being sunk by German subs, mm. the American people were called into a war to end all wars. Listen, man. <laughs> oh, this is heavy, man. Man, you you can't believe how wicked, wow, how low down and rotten. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! You can't believe how wicked these people are to play games with your lives and the lives of your babies. Create a war just to get more money, to charge more interest, and send your babies to die for bullshit. Mm. dropping of a cow or a bull it's BS, it's lies it's deceit and the American people went to war in 1917 and black people sued to become a part of the war because we didn't want to be left out of America so America signed us up to fight the war and black men died but they don't know what the hell they were dying for. And neither did the white ones know what they were dying for. Mm. But the man of sin got to be revealed. And I thank God that he put it in my heart. I don't have no fear of those bastards. I want to expose them all. Come on, man. Come on. Minister, man. God is present. God is in the world. And I'm going to prove to you by my life that God has power to save. 
y'all can't tell me the minister don't love us, man. That's what, I, don't, I don't care what nobody say. You, I don't care what you say, what you try to pull up, what you try to show. Y'all can't tell me the minister don't love us, man. O.J. Simpson. You just can't get me to believe it. The minister has sacrificed. He, I mean, he's, he's prepared us. He's warned us. He's taught us. He's provided for us. He's sacrificed for us. He's, he sacrificed his own body. His own body. I'm not going to go into detail, but those who know, who's heard him talk about it, his body is, I mean, man. If you knew the condition that he was in, but he still goes hard and still sacrificing, still not scared to speak truth to power. You can't tell me the minister don't love us, boy. So, uh, yeah, man, if y'all want to watch that video of the minister, just type in Louis Farrakhan International Bankers. And you should be able to find it on YouTube. You got to go through a, a lot of other stuff, but you'll find it. Just type in uh, Louis Farrakhan uh, International Bankers, and you it should it should come up. But with that being said, the reason I got into that family was really, I don't even know, that's not really a part of the corona thing, but I just want to show you guys the deception that's out there as well. And I'm showing you that to say don't be too naive as well. Uh, yes, there's a lot of false conspiracy theories out there, but... That don't mean just ignore everything because the Honorable Elijah Muhammad taught us you can't fathom the depths of Satan. And we always got to be looking for the plot. We always got to be looking for what they really trying to do. And that's why it's important for us to study the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, what he has warned us about. Because a lot of things that's happening, he's already been preparing us. I'm talking about 10 years ago, 5 years ago, 20 years ago. Of course, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad prepared him 40, 50, 60, 70, you know what I mean? He's been talking about what's going to happen. So we just got to uh, understand the time and what must be done during this time. So when you see the brothers out there with the final call, a lot of times the final call got the messes in there. So when you asking what the nation going to do about, listen, the nation been knocking on your door for years. How you doing? My name is Brother Ben X. Slam the door in my face. Not going to do it. How you doing? My name is Brother Benes. We got the final call. Oh, I'm not interested. I'm blessed and highly favored. Yes, ma'am. You have a good day. Not going to let you do it. How you doing? My name is Brother Benes with the final call. You with who? Oh, boy, going on. See what I'm saying? So it's been being rejected for years. Now, of course, a lot of people support it. But at the same time, a lot of people reject it. There's been times with me, my brother Jabril, uh, man, brother Jabril, uh, 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 brother Malik, man, we be going five hours going door to door. Five hours. We might get 10 people to open for us. So don't say we ain't been doing nothing. So those brothers, we've been, you've been mocking, laughing at, look at them with the bean pies and find a car. Look at them. Look, 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 look at them. Look at them. Look at them. You don't know that they wasn't paper boys. Those were savers who were saviors and redeemers who was trying to give you a word. See, that's not just a paper. The word, that's the, that's the truth. The truth is coming through the paper. But if you get the paper and you read it, man, it's so much in there that you can learn. It's so much in there that you can do. It's so much in there that you can that you can apply. So before you say and mock, man, what's going to happen? Remember the one who knocked on your door. Remember the one who made the video. Remember the one who invited you out to study group. Remember the one who offered it to you at the gas station that you denied. That you denied. That was mocked. That you saw mocked on Instagram and you laugh. You laugh with him. You, you did your little e emojis laughing too. All right. All right. And it's not just us. Anybody who out there been trying to help us and warn us and you laughed at them and you mocked them and you denied them and you rejected them. Now you inboxing them. Hey, man, what should we do now? Hey, man, what, 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 what needs to go down? I can't tell you how many people done called me. And for us who was out there, this is not the time for us to say, I told you so. I've been telling y'all, y'all should have listened. No, we still help them. Like the prodigal son, we know he went astray, but when he comes back in, hey, open arms. So we still got that time to try to teach, teach, teach. But I can't tell you how many people done called me that ain't never commented, ain't never shared, ain't never came out, never responded to the meetings. I've been, you know, tell them, now, Brother Ben, what's up, bro? Hey, what's what's up, man? What 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 Farrakhan saying? What, 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 what's, what's the play? See? So that lets me know, hmm, they may not be watching them. They may, they may not be you know, buying it here or coming, but they watching. They know where to come for wisdom. So that puts more accountability on us to be studying so that we can give them the proper guidance because they're going to be asking. Now I'm talking about people older, 
50, 30, 40, man, what, what, what we going to do? Hey, man, I got some brothers. Man, we got our team together. Man, y'all let me know. So we got a big responsibility on our hands. And this is probably just a microcosm of the macrocosm. Because if something bigger than this goes down, we're going to have to really unite. We're going to have to really know what we're doing. We're going to have to be studied. Because sometimes you ain't got time to be, well, let me go study this. No, you need to study it now so when things happen, you know how to move based on what was already given as guidance for us. Make sense? Make sense? So uh, thank you guys for listening. If you guys would like to support your brother and help me continue to do this work, uh, you can support via Cash App, Dollar Sign Brother Ben X, whatever you want to give. I'm not asking you to give a certain amount. And I thank every last one of you. Shout out to Jada. She has been a great help um, as far as supporting the shows, um, watching the podcast, always supporting, not just uh, listening wise, but financially as well. Uh, Brother Josh Mason has always been a great support on YouTube. Whenever I even mention in a video, I need something. He texts me, brother Ben, what you need, brother? Hey, man, check your PayPal. And that's where this came from. Matter of fact, this this thing right here. He heard me one day. I said, I was just talking. I said, man, what, man, I, I want to get this little podcast thing, man. It's going to really increase my shows, help me do better. He said, brother, check your text message. So he always supports and I always let, and I'm always upgrading. So it ain't like, you know what I mean? I'm asking then I'm, y'all see my quality getting better and better. My lighting getting better and better. Things getting better and better. So I appreciate those who always support, whether if you give a dollar, $2 or 50 or 200. Because it's not about the amount, it's about the sacrifice. A person may have $10 million and give 100 If I take him, say, oh, man, I thank you for that. But then I don't thank the brother who gave me a dollar who only had $2. See, now, you understand me? I'm unappreciative. So I thank everybody who supports because you don't have to. You don't even have to watch my videos. You don't even have to listen to my podcast. So I thank everybody who does that. With that being said, y'all have a blacktastic day, family. Assalamu alaikum. Hey, listen, family, if you want to learn how to build your own banking system, yes, I said it, build your own banking system. We have a wonderful course, over 30 lessons, 25 hours of content that also comes with a 268-page textbook, yes, textbook, that's going to teach you how to build your own private banking system with your family. And let me tell you something. You don't have to be rich in order to do it. Inside of this, go to privatebankingblueprint.com, privatebankingblueprint.com, and we're going to show you exactly how you can build your own private banking system for your family. Guess what? Say buy the credit. Say buy the debt. I'm going to show you how to do it with our private banking blueprint. See you there, privatebankingblueprint.com.